Ez, everything's going all right with you? Yeah, doing well. Although my um, my H key was like sticky, and so I took it out, and now I'm having a hard time getting back in. That's kind of unrelated to the podcast. It is, unless <laughs> you're going to be writing any blog posts about uh, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. We should get started. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 74. We have now done as many episodes as Ken Jennings did on Jeopardy. Whoa. And speaking of old TV references, today we're talking about three classic Christmas specials. Charlie Brown, uh, The Frosty the Snowman, and... The Frosty. Frosty the Snowman and the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> this is our... Final podcast of Dis-Ember, the final show of the year as well. We'll be taking next week off. If you want to suggest a topic for us, go to read-weave.com slash suggest and tell us what you think we should be reading or watching in the new year. Today's episode, of course, is brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you want a free audiobook, just sign up for a trial and you can keep the audiobook and keep supporting us even if you cancel your subscription. While it's still free. Let me introduce you to today's panel. First of all, he's going to get fat in just one day. And he hates you if you're different. Reporting live from the North Pole, it's Ezra. You should be ashamed that your son has a gift. (laughs) I will hide under a bushel for you, sir. (laughs) That is what I desire. Also joining us, as always, uh, we'll stop hating him for his genetic deformities as soon as we find out that they're kind of convenient. Let's welcome Chris back to the show. My mutation is useful. (laughs) (laughs) I like when he took off the black thing. He still sounded like that. He just... (laughs) It was the difference between this and this. (laughs) You sound funny. No, that's totally unrelated to my nose. (laughs) What a bitch. Also joining us today, uh, we have a very special guest. Is there some magic in the hat? Or just in his snowballs. Let's welcome uh, Drew back to the show. Happy birthday! <laughs> snowballs. Love it. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm your host. I'm a crippled tree branch. But once I get all tarted up, you're going to feel like you're in the spirit. My name is Alex. Hey, Alex. <laughs> um, I kind of realized that... That I, I was trying to figure out what movie this was. Yeah, this became later on when it was remade. I think it was She's All That. <laughs> Charlie Brown has a bet with a Christmas tree that he can't make the most popular Christmas tree in school. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Freddie Prince Jr. is also a blockhead. I mean, they've made that very. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that treat me nice? All right, so here's how we're going to break down the show today because we're covering three topics. We're not going to do full mini episodes, but we're going to talk about each of them separately first, and then we'll do some overarching uh, discussion afterwards. So 
Chris, uh, you're going to have first one minute to summarize Charlie Brown Christmas special, and then we're going to do we're going to talk about that. So your summary style today is sing-songy narrative. Oh God, really? It's going to be the same one for all three. So you can use your frosty narrator on Charlie Brown if you want. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, got it. I thought you meant like all singing. No. Now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that yeah. instead. <laughs> okay, which one am I doing? Charlie Brown? Yeah, we're doing Charlie Brown first. Okay. Well, hello there, children. You want to hear a story about some kids who suffer from depression and then mania regarding a holiday? <laughs> well, you got it, small town America. Here's the story of Charlie Brown. <laughs> He's the saddest kid in the world. But you know what? They let him direct a play. Is the play any good? No, sir, it's not. <laughs> you know what? Everyone learns the story of Christmas from the Bible. And that's the book. That's the book. <laughs> uh, very well done, Chris. Yay! So here's how this is going to work. So we're going to do just, uh, you can do compliments or hates as you feel. We're going to do some compliments and hates about this one. Then we'll summarize the next one, do compliments, hates, summarize compliments and hates. So just open floor, compliment or hate the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Compliment. Mm-hmm. The jazz piano music that's going on throughout this yeah. is fantastic. It is really good. And without it, what would pianists play at the holidays? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how, how uh, good I'm going to do on this podcast because I'll be real. I legitimately enjoyed watching all three of these. That is, <laughs> I did that too. is okay. And that's something we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, um, as well, but. I mean, well, because I think it is, I mean, it might be something about childhood, but like, honestly, this one, uh, Charlie Brown, I is, is really funny. I forgot how funny it is. And every time you shit on Charlie Brown, I would laugh. Like, that's just something that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure this is going to come as a huge surprise to you, but I kind of hated it. What? Alex, you kind of hate everything. No, no, no. I, okay, I'll tell you, I, I really enjoyed Rudolph, but I hated the other two. And I especially found Charlie Brown not amusing because it felt like comic strip jokes. Like they would tell a joke. They'd be like, oh, good grief. And then they would turn and look at the camera and pause for five seconds. We're like, did you catch that that was a joke? That was a joke. All right, turn the page, next panel. But Alex, you don't like Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg either, right? And that's pretty much just the same thing as Charlie Brown. Nah, <laughs> about right. Okay, so let me then give you some reasons why. Some of the things I hate about this. Okay, one, where the fuck are the parents? I know they're just trombones from off screen anyway, <laughs> but they weren't there. They're in the orchestra pit, dude. <laughs> it was just, it was piano music. There was no... Well, yeah, but I mean... I mean, the, the, the whole Christmas play and outside, and like they go in and out of the school building without a key. There's just, there's no parents anywhere. It's reckless. I would have loved for like the, the the actual message to come out like instead of Linus giving that whole thing, it just be like, "What is the meaning of Christmas?" And then you just hear wah 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 wah. <laughs> okay, here's another thing I hate: the Christmas play is the worst Christmas play ever. It's one little tree, a bunch of kids dancing like they're on drugs, and a toddler reading from the Bible. Um, I'm pretty sure a worse Christmas play would be that same thing. But people die, so there you go. <laughs> Not the worst one. A snuff Christmas pageant. <laughs> Instead of fake snow, it's anthrax. <laughs> plus, plus, further point, Alex. Uh, this Christmas play, there was no one in the audience. 
how can something be bad if there's no one to criticize it? <laughs> Wait, so we, Alex, here, here's something. Hey, this is yeah. they let everyone play the parts that they wanted to, and there was a great existential angst around it that some of them didn't want to play the part like that they were given. Like, didn't you find it at all funny when they made that kid the shepherd and he just like stares <laughs> at the camera and goes, "Oh, never a year, I'm the shepherd." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he said what kid is like pissed off at always being a shepherd that doesn't i don't understand i'm always typecast as an important role <laughs> i mean what a dick no it's great because the the pianist universe is a fundamentally depressing and and, and unfulfilling universe and i think just everything reflects that no one's <laughs> happy here so is the point of the peanuts universe to make ours shine all the brighter because it's so depressed <laughs> is that the deal maybe 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 I mean, this whole thing was like five years before we figured out SSRIs, right? This is like right before antidepressants. Yeah, something like that. That's a, that actually, I think that, that's a good thesis paper. Like, we should all get into <laughs> grad school and do this. <laughs> but even like, I, but the nice thing is, is they all accept their fate. Like, even Pigpen, they're like, oh, Pigpen, you're the only one who can make a cloud of dust in the snow. And he's like, yeah. Like, that's just... <laughs> And he looks himself in the mirror, and he's like, I thought I looked worse. Huh? Here's, here's the thing. It's like this whole show is Winnie the Pooh, but all the characters are Eeyore. <laughs> I, I th there's just no balance in it. That's my problem. I mean, Pigpen's pretty happy with his filth. Uh, and plus, we found out that it was a natural curl relaxer, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can, we have a, uh, <laughs> can we have a final judgment on Peanuts? Final judgment on Peanuts? Go ahead. Um, enjoyably depressing and bleak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> existential angst and hilarious depression. <laughs> I'm I'm about halfway between Drew and Ez. I thought it was funny in parts, but also bleak. I don't think this could have been any less enjoyable if the characters died. <laughs> <laughs> Frosty the Snowman, Chris, 30 seconds. Summarize this special. Well, it's snowy outside, the first snow of Christmas, and the children are excited. They steal a hat, and then it's time for Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> That's right. He's a large giant who kidnaps a girl and takes her up to the North Pole, where she <laughs> hypothermia. <laughs> but who's there to save the day? Santa Claus. Just like everything, fat bearded men rule the world. <laughs> All right, thanks, Chris. Was that a shout out to Steve Wozniak? Yeah, the Wozniak. <laughs> yeah. Other other fat bearded men who rule the world? Uh, the Sultan from Aladdin. <laughs> a good one. I can't think of any right now. I'm trying. Oh, I mean, other than President Garfield. Uh, <laughs> Charlemagne. Wasn't Charlemagne? <laughs> Charlemagne. <laughs> Charlemagne. <laughs> King Richard um, the Stout. <laughs> ooh, ooh. How about uh how about Hagrid from uh, Harry Potter? Really? Rules the world? Uh the animal part of it. Dumbledore. Oh Dumbledore's not fat. No. He's kinda of spelt, no. yeah. Well and he changes every couple of movies, so it's hard to say. But Slugworth 
Slugworth, uh, he's wait, was it Slugworth in in Harry Potter, or am I making am I combining Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Harry Potter again? <laughs> <laughs> again. Slughorn, yeah. Slughorn, Slughorn, right, right. Yeah. All right, uh, Frosty the Snowman compliments and hates. I'm gonna go first. Compliment for Frosty the Snowman. They rolled a snowman that even before the magic hat had arms and legs. Yeah. A lot of extra work, but worth it. It looks so good. Yeah. Frosty would have been pissed off if they like he comes to life, but like you know, can't Just can't move. move. <laughs> <laughs> although although the 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 snowman in Rudolph managed to just sort of like yeah worm his way through the snow with his round bottom. Well, Rudolph yeah. was going for accuracy, and I think right. Frosty <laughs> was going for fantasy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I gotta give a shout out to the the child voice ad libbing that and maybe the direction in the script. When the children run out of the schoolhouse to <laughs> yes. play in the snow. Hey, look at the snow! Yeah, it's cold and snowy. Yeah, it's the best kind of snow too. I like snow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Another Christmas special where the kids are probably on drugs. Yeah. Well, the, that was the, right after they did that when they made it. They're like, "What are we going to name it?" And they were all like coming up with snow names. And then they got to the two babies, and they were like, "Christopher Columbus." <laughs> <laughs> And then the next one goes, oatmeal. <laughs> Christopher the Columbus the Snowman is a, a very different thing where he just like... He kills all the native snowmen? Yeah. yeah. That's a dark story also. Yeah. <laughs> the snow world is flat. <laughs> Here's something else I really like. When the snowman first comes to life, Frost first comes to life, he has to figure out if he's alive or not. So he runs through the standard set of diag- diagnostic am I alive tests. Yeah. Could I really be alive? I mean, I can make words. I can move. I can juggle. I can sweep. I can count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, nine, six, eight. Uh, well, I can count to five. <laughs> what do you know? I'm even ticklish. In fact, I'm all living. I am alive. Can I talk? Can I juggle? Can I sweep? Can I almost count to ten? <laughs> if you said yes to all four of these things, then you, sir, are alive. I'm one third alive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you, it, out of four things, how are you a third of the way? Can you, uh, like, I mean, juggle three, I, four sixths or something? I can't sweep. You can't sweep? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, that's what can't sweep. That's no, it's well. pretty good. You guys should consider this because then you get out a lot of housework. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a little dead. <laughs> you know, it's always a sad thing when you have to tell a little child that they're talking, juggling, counting dog, just can't sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Doesn't have the right pause. He must be dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to have to put him down. <laughs> she just doesn't chuckle like she used to <laughs> you know what i loved i really loved in this uh in frosty that the narrator was this old brooklyn native like he was <laughs> and like he was like oh you want to talk about frosty the snowman let's go ahead okay <laughs> it felt like he was drinking rum and eating pizza while he was narrating this <laughs> So so here's the thing. They they took a long time to try to figure out how to name him. All right, and they were very surprised about the hat actually being the magic part as well. 
but they all knew the Frosty Snowman song, which should have been a giveaway of what was going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) To tell you the beginning, the middle, and the end of that song. (laughs) There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Oh, when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. My favorite uh, character in Frosty was the failed magician who is ostensibly yes. the bad guy. Yeah, who turns to murder. <laughs> yeah, he turns... Well, he resorts to murder through melting. But at the same time, I mean, Frosty was a child kidnapper. Like, yeah, well, you know, sort of. She did say she was going to be back by supper, so... Also, it was Frosty's birthday, so... <laughs> I also love that he stole the hat or whatever, and that and uh, uh, when he stole the hat back, and he's like, "It's mine," and the kids were like, "No, you threw it away." It's like, "No, he actually fell <laughs> out the it. window." Not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When when Karen, the main kid, goes, uh, "That's not yours anymore," I was like, "Pretty <laughs> debatable." <Yeah. laughs> you know, actually, I was really concerned about this, uh, so I, I went to my legal consult, Sarah. Here's the thing: he said this hat is no good in the classroom. And tossed it. That shows uh, intent to abandon. Um, <laughs> now, when it when it showed up on Frosty's head, he did he did claim it. But then, after it left Frosty's head, Frosty didn't exist anymore, so it couldn't be his. So it would go to Frosty's heirs, and that would be kind of hard to determine since Frosty didn't have a will, so it could have uh, defaulted to the state. But I realized that since the children made Frosty, they would be his parents, and so it'd probably be most likely the kid whose button became his nose would be uh the true owner for the right, hat well, so wow frosty could not get it back afterwards we found another grad school <laughs> thing to do this is gonna be the best. <laughs> i mean i think i think your your legal consult got a little too complicated clearly the case that controls the issue at bar here is the supreme court case finders v losers <laughs> in which case i believe it was ruled that losers are the weepers <laughs> <laughs> okay biggest thing that doesn't make sense in this None of the children are wearing pants. Did yeah, I not notice true. that? How did I miss that? All the children are wearing shorts or dresses that go down to mid-thigh huh. in winter in snow. Really? All right. No wonder Karen passes out from hypothermia and almost dies. <laughs> yeah. Right? She's wearing yeah. like a shift dress. I mean, it's like... It's she has not... earmuffs, Chris. So if she has earmuffs, I think she's going to be okay. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. In the land of cartoons, 90% of your heat comes out of your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Karen was not known for her good life decisions. <laughs> this is not a town of children who are going to grow up and make something of their lives. <laughs> yeah, or survive the winter. <laughs> Speaking of surviving the winter, I'm, I'm going to uh, say the one thing that I really didn't like about this is that Santa Claus came out of nowhere and to say it was like Santa ex machina to come in and like <laughs> and like save the day and it was never brought up earlier it was just like the rabbit brought up the marines the united states president and then out of nowhere it was like no santa claus and everyone's like oh of course <laughs> that part kind of annoyed me also so i actually just stopped the video at around 21 minutes and 37 seconds so like the last line that i got was just but it was too late. And then I skipped ahead to the credits and it was over. <laughs> it was like it was like a peanuts ending. It was just more satisfying. I don't know. It felt real. It was like the European version. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right. Summary judgment for Frosty. Um, I mean, I was a fan 
basically because it like it gave rise to one of my favorite movies of all time, which was Terminator Two. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Snow. <laughs> I well, I think it's the weakest of the of the three. But uh, yeah. so I but I still I still laughed a lot of a lot of the random stuff. No, there's some comedy gold in here. Like at the end when the magician is defeated, um, there is a can that appears on the snow yep. just for the disappointed magician to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you have 15 seconds to summarize Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Go. Well, Santa's little eugenics program is upset that a reindeer has a defect. So he runs off into the woods, finds a hunter, comes back, and saves the day. Turns out things are more useful than you thought. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. So uh, we've saved the longest one for last so we can talk the least about it. Compliments and hates for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mrs. Claus is a total feeder. It's awesome. <laughs> She's totally getting off on fattening Santa up, um, as one does with a hog. <laughs> I would say that um, uh, the, the weird thing about this one for me, I loved it. I love this. Like, this is one that's really close to because I, you know, close to me because I watched it growing up all the time. But rewatching it, uh, there are a few things that definitely like stuck out. Like, it, and it made it seem like it was a strange you know, civil rights allegory tale. Like, it's like, it, it seems to me, like, watching it, like, the two main enemies that we're fighting here are racism and an abominable snowman. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> just like the 1960s. Yeah, just like the 1960s. <laughs> One, Santa's a jackass. This is something that I really like about yeah. it. Yeah. Santa a complete jackass. And he comes out and Donner, like... Santa is just like, he'll never make it. Look at that nose. He'll never, ever make it. And then he doesn't like any of the elves. He doesn't like anything. Hates the elf song. Douche. Yeah, the, he is the Scrooge of this yeah, movie. The elf song. Yeah, but the elf song was kind of bad. Well, sure. But... <laughs> yeah, well, because Herbie so were all the other songs in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they tried. That's the thing. I mean, they're, they're, look, they're your elf slaves, all right? You could at least give them a little bit of approval. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, I thought this movie was actually fairly sad. Yeah. Mostly because I was like, I, you know, if all of these like reindeer who are training are like the sons of the famous reindeer, these reindeer will only ever take their true place of glory when their parents die. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, wow. It's a dark tale. The epilogue of this of this one would be a horrifying thing because one, the epilogue would involve the parents having to die so that the younger ones could take over. It would also involve. Uh, judging by the logic that the Lion King of the Isle of Misfits uh, set out, <laughs> judging by that logic, all of the toys that the Isle of Misfits contained were given back out. No one would want a train with square wheels, so it would automatically go back to the Isle of Misfits. Seriously? That, that part doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, well, so we, we learned to accept Rudolph for being useful. And because of that, we're like, all right, now let's give shitty broken toys to kids. Yeah. The lesson is kids, you're getting a bad gift today. <laughs> yeah. And, but the I lesson will... also should be that those Mis Isle of Misfits toys are going to go back to the island because <laughs> they go to the island if a kid doesn't like them. Well, they did refer to them as homeless toys, so maybe they're going to be given to homeless kids. 
My favorite part, oh god. My favorite part of the Isle of Misfit Toys is King Moonracer, who is a giant lion with a crown and black wings, and he looks awesome. And his job is to fly around the entire world and collect discarded toys. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's he's the uh he's, he's the street sweeper at the end of the Christmas parade. Yeah, he's he's half that and half Aslan from Narnia. I mean like, <laughs> There were two misfit toys I liked a lot. One was the um, the water gun that shoots jelly, because I think that actually is a huge improvement over water. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, yeah. First, what kid wouldn't want that toy? Yeah. And second of all, unlike a lot of the other toys that are fatally flawed, you could just rinse it out and put water in it. Yeah. Well, the and Charlie it... in the box isn't really fatally flawed. That's just a name change that can be accomplished at any courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the the gun that shoots jelly. Imagine the amount of of power you know that that it has behind it to yeah. shoot jelly. That would be an <laughs> awesome water gun if you just put the water in it. And the other thing that I liked a lot about the toys was there was a um a, a toy bird that swam <laughs> instead of flying. Um, so if you notice at the end, it totally just jumped out of the um sleigh without like out of parachute or anything that <laughs> plummeted to it that died like in stuck in some kid's chimney maybe oh, they were God. over the ocean maybe yeah that's oh, right maybe. maybe they were maybe it was a toy for an atlantan kid yeah. <laughs> well all of those toys were actually not flawed like the, the swimming bird or the cowboy on an ostrich like they're all fine and then there's the train with square wheels like fuck that toy <laughs> that toy is useless. Well, only the caboose has square wheels, and then at the end, when he drop, when Santa drops it off to a kid, it doesn't have the caboose. So Santa's uh, like solution was, "Hey, let's throw away half of you." <laughs> I like the um, I like the elf though. Also, was making it was like, well, I got the first half right, but I don't want to sand anything, so this is broken beyond repair. I, you know, that's like that's like junior high. I'm fine with a check plus. I showed up. (laughs) Oh man, what do you guys think of Yukon Cornelius? Oh, he was great. I loved him. the The licking the ice pick, very funny. Yep. His means of prospecting is throw an ice pick into the snow and then lick it, and if he tastes gold, gold. yeah. Also, my guess is not a lot of uh, silver and gold veins in 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 roughly six inches of snow. Yeah. Yeah. In icebergs. But I still like that he's willing to lick almost anything, and that's an admirable trait. <laughs> yeah. You'll get far in this world, my friend. <laughs> run, run, Rudolph, Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. Run, run, Rudolph, spin it like a merry-go-round. Since Santa do the if the whole thing is about like accepting who you are, why did they have to forcibly remove all of Bumble's teeth and throw him off a cliff and then classically condition all of his natural tendencies out of him? Because he was evil. Hate is going to hate, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> also, he could just hang the, the star on top of the Christmas tree, which, going from a life of murder... he's gonna find deeply unsatisfying where are the fountains and fountains reindeer blood (laughs) i just alex i don't think you understand the rehabilitating power of dentistry (laughs) i i this was so so summary judgment this was my favorite of the three by a lot a long way
I mean, I think the thing that held it back for me, though, was just the flimsiness of the premise. Uh, they said they're going to cancel Christmas because of the snow. No, you could just postpone it. It's not the same thing as cancel. <laughs> yeah. Summary judgment for me, uh, you know, this was clearly, I think, the best of the three. But also upon rewatching it, I noticed the most disturbing things about, you know, genetic determinism and racism and Santa being kind of a dick. Well, the I guess the question about that for for racial purposes is where where did this nose come from? Was this a recessive trait? Was uh, Donner's grandma a light bulb? <laughs> a light bulb? <laughs> yeah. Did it, at any point did Donner worry that maybe his wife had been sleeping with the light bulb man? <laughs> Rudolph the red nose reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it. So, as you're pretty in the Christmas spirit, I can see. Uh, I just, I can't really seem to get enough of these holiday books. I've actually gone through nearly all the ones that Audible has on their website. I know they do have a lot, so that's that's an impressive feat. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think there are some that, like, didn't quite make the Audible cut that I, I really wish were there, but just aren't. So, I'm mm-hmm. a little disappointed that I can't find those. Like, like what, for example? Everybody poops on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> When, uh, well, I like, because we've been watching these specials that were adaptations of classic Christmas songs. I really wanted to read the book Jingle Bells, which was about an anthropomorphized bell who was hated on for jingling. <laughs> Instead I of thought ringing. that was about Batman smelling. I thought my version was different. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because Batman died and it's decomposing. <laughs> that's a terrible book. So it was a snuff Christmas pageant. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a good book out there and it's probably just called uh my true love loves fucking birds and giving me human beings <laughs> the first five or six days uh, all the true love gives is birds and then it's like well ran out of birds here are human beings <laughs> <laughs> and and all the birds are kind of like not the most fun like a partridge is not a fun bird i want a toucan or something i feel like the 13th day is just like I returned this shit. <laughs> Except for the gold rings, which I sold to cash for gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's the um, book by the uh, abominable snowman. Uh, it was all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth and all of my other front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there might be uh, there might be the the story of Donner's uh, accusations of uh, his wife's infidelity. What child is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's probably one misfit toy in the Isle of Misfits who's kind of like the Malcolm X of that island and he's like no they come here we're gonna murder all of them <laughs> like, this is, this, we deserve this like the, we didn't fall on this island this island fell on us <laughs> sign up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep and choose from over 72,000 titles that are better than Glenn Beck's The Christmas Sweater. Alright guys, so what did we learn? Here we are, three Christmas specials in. 
especially for those of you who didn't maybe have these as part of your childhood. What did we learn about Christmas and the true meaning of the season? I kind of got the feeling that that Christmas was kind of like a really hot chick who was super insecure because like this is I think probably the single biggest holiday uh, the world has. Yeah. And it's just like everything's about like Christmas, like you know, not getting it right or like you know, being canceled or like you know, people not believing in Christmas in the right way. It's like, I mean, you kind of achieved domination, Christmas. I think you could probably let it go. <laughs> this is vain glory at this point. Just admit yeah. that you've won and move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's see like the true meaning of Kwanzaa. Let's let's try to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Someone actually needs to talk about this. Or or Easter. What the fuck is Easter about? Yeah. I smell another special episode. <laughs> I think I think the one thing that we can take away though is that you know no matter no matter who you are or or where you are, uh, you know no matter who what friends you have, be they dusty kids, be they giant living snowmen, be they elves that want to be dentists. I think the big thing that we can take away is that everyone everywhere is Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That is it. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this week. Thank you for joining us all of 2010. Thank you for joining us for December. Uh, we're going to take next week off between the holidays. Today probably is about Christmas for you, so uh, uh, that's we managed to get this out a little early so you could all enjoy it over the holidays, but then we're going to take a week off. We'll be back in 2011. I think the next thing we're reading is probably going to be Dianetics. And the minute I decided we were going to read that, this black helicopter started <laughs> circling around my apartment building. I don't know what it's about. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but we're going to try that, so uh, you can get that. And in fact, you can get, I believe you can get the abridged version of that on Audible. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash read. We support us. Check out Dianetics so you can know what uh, what these people are thinking. Um, yeah, suck it, Will Smith. Whoa. <laughs> You're going to get in trouble, Chris. This just got really real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, if you want to suggest other topics for us to read, go to read-weep.com slash suggest. Also, important, big, wonderful announcement. So, coming in January, January 15th at 10 p.m., we are going to be doing the first ever Read It and Weep live show. We are going to be watching three Keanu Reeves movies. And if you are in Portland, check that out. We'll have more information posted on our website very soon. So, a lot of cool stuff coming up in 2011. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks for being here. Ezra, I, we look forward to having you back in the States very soon. Yeah, I'm almost there. And thank you as always, Chris. It's good, good to have you. Yeah. Hope we haven't stepped on your childhood spirit too much. No, it's fine. I can never be crushed. Good. Glad to hear it. And thank you so much for coming in, Drew. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Drew at Johnston.com. D-R-U. Johnston.com. Go there. Find many hilarious and funny projects that Drew is working on and uh, support him any way you can. It's always good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. That's, you're just making the noise of the nose. That's what I was trying to do, yeah. Happy iPod Day, everybody. Happy iPod Day, everybody.